This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. For those of you that have been joining me this week, you know that I've been joined by my colleague and friend, Jenna Rosenau, who's a licensed social worker and who has been talking to us about how to be there for people when they are struggling with an acute or chronic illness, and then also how to take care of yourself. Unfortunately, Jenna isn't going to be able to join us today or tomorrow because after we recorded Wednesday's episode, Jenna's mom actually died and she died suddenly. And so we have been wrapping our arms around Jenna and giving her as much love as we can through this really difficult time. Jenna has actually been my best friend for over 15 years. And so I know her mom really well. And so this is a loss for me as well. And I think that it comes at the tail end of a week where we've been talking about how are you there for people? How can you show up in the way that they need you to? How can you know what they need? And as a therapist, this is something I support people with every single day working with people in the therapy room. Jenna's working with people in the therapy room who are wondering, how can I be there for the people I love when they're struggling? And how can I do that while still taking care of myself? And I think that when you're a therapist working with somebody, you can take that step back and you can offer the suggestions. You can remind people that the most painful thing to the person who is suffering or struggling is often that no one mentions it, that people forget, that they don't ask questions, that they're not engaged. But then when you're the person experiencing it, it can be really hard to remember those tips. And so today and tomorrow, I was thinking about talking about the reality of how hard it is. And something I've noticed while I've tried to be there for Jenna over the past week, because we record these episodes a week in advance, is that I have felt sometimes uncertain of how to be there for Jenna, even though I'm a therapist. And so if you are someone listening who loves someone dearly, who is struggling, they're struggling because they have a, a medical challenge, they're struggling because they're experiencing grief, they're struggling because they are facing a mental health challenge, I understand how hard it is to know what to do. And I've always understood that, but this experience is kind of bringing me back into that space where I can really feel that. And I think that what happens is that while we know, of course, this person wants us to check in, of course, they want to feel like we remember, of course, they want our love and they want our support. 
sometimes on the other end, we're not getting the feedback from that person that we need. And it's not their job to give us the feedback, right? They're, they're struggling. They're busy with their own grief. They're busy with navigating their pain. But human beings thrive off of feedback. And so if we're reaching out and the person's giving short answers, what might happen is we might start to question ourselves. And we might say something like, oh, maybe they think I'm being annoying, or maybe they don't want me to reach out as much, or maybe I said the wrong thing. So it's human to then take that, let's say, lack of feedback or lack of reciprocity and to think it means that the other person wants us to back off. And because I have this unique experience of living this out right now, but also working with people on both sides of it, working with people who are the ones experiencing the grief and also working with people who are the friends, the caretakers, What I know is that your expectations of the person who is grieving or the person who is struggling, they have to be different than what they would be in a usual circumstance. And you can't hold them to the same expectation you usually would. You can't say just because they didn't respond or just because they gave a one word answer must mean that they don't want me to reach out. You have to hold that torch for them. You have to be willing to be brave because it's brave, right? It's brave to enter a social situation without getting feedback and to risk the potential that you're wrong, to risk that that person is going to say back to you, why do you keep writing me? Why do you keep calling? Why do you keep sending me donuts in the morning? Why do you keep sending me a heart emoji? Whatever it is, there's a risk in it. And when people we love are in a vulnerable position, it is our job to be really, really brave and to lean into holding the torch of the connection and the support. Because when people are struggling, they are not in the position necessarily to be able to tell you what they want. They're not in the position necessarily to give you directives. They're not in the position necessarily to give you that reciprocity that would make you know that what you're doing is what they need. Now, this isn't to say that you don't take their words at face value. If they say something to you like, I really need a break from the messages, then give them the break. If they say to you, that's not helpful to me right now, I don't like it when you talk about X, Y, and Z, then don't talk about it. But if you aren't sure, if they haven't given you that information, what I have heard again and again and again from people who are grieving and suffering is that that is not meant to be a signal to you to give up. That most of the time, they really want you to reach out and that you you have to do it in your own messy way and you have to know that you might not get it right and that's okay that's okay but it's better than not getting it at all it's better than not trying at all and the advice I'm giving you right now is advice I'm gonna have to follow and it's been hard because I haven't wanted to say the wrong thing I haven't wanted to say too much I haven't wanted to say too little I haven't wanted to invade space but I also know that I need to show up. 
and that it's hard. And so if you're listening to this and someone in your life is struggling with something and you've been worried that you're going to show up in the wrong way, I want to encourage you to try to do it anyway, even if it's a little bit wrong. Let your friend or your family member, your partner, colleague, let them, you know, if if they need to give you that feedback and take it if it's wrong, but show up anyway. And also know that I understand if it's hard. So tomorrow, I'll be here tomorrow and we'll, we'll continue to chat about this. But today, that's what I wanted to leave you with, is that I got that it's hard, but I want you to be brave. I'm Liz Earnshaw, the author of I Want This to Work. And you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you. So please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.